Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A Scottish football podcast that isn't obsessed with just two teams, niche nonsense, or surprisingly brilliant. You decide. The Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. The cult Scottish football podcast now adapted into a hit TV show. Search the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast on your chosen podcast player now. Tell you what, that Tiger Woods is a dog's bollocks, isn't he? Mixed race, you see. Part Afro-American, part white man, part Dutch and part Vietnamese. And them four different races have combined to produce the perfect golfer. And still so young. The Afro-American, right, that's his natural grace for his driving, right? The Vietnamese, for when he's in the rough, you got me? <laughs> All the jungles and that, they have a network of tunnels. The Dutch in him makes him laid back for his temperament. And the white man means he can get on the course in the first place. <laughs> For one night only, Simon Day and Friends, the brilliant character comic from The Fast Show, Brian Pern, and currently down the line on Radio 4. Saturday, June the 13th. Tickets only £5 and watch from the comfort of your living room. For tickets, go to biletto.co.uk and search Simon Day and Friends now. This week's edition of the Spurs Show. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. Uh, as you know, during lockdown, we've been doing lots and lots of special shows. Uh, we've done loads of interviews with ex-players. Um, we've done, with your help, loads of kind of top ten shows. Um, and this week is is no different. We are now going to be doing your top ten Tottenham strikers, as voted by the Spurs Show Facebook group. And joining me tonight to pick through that top 10 from the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust, Pete Hayne returns. How are you, Pete? I'm um, very well, Mike. Thanks for asking us on. Always yeah. a treat to talk about uh, Tottenham. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Probably because there's no games. That's probably <laughs> why. Uh, also joining us, everyone's favourite funny man, Mark Lechero's here. How are you, Mark? Oh, hi, Mike. It's funny we're meeting almost a year to the day since I last yes. saw you in a nightclub in Madrid. That's right. That's right. Of course, it is a year, literally a year to the day since that that night in yeah that night in Madrid. My God! And also joining us is the uh, TV writer, Mr. Brian Leverson. How are you, Brian? I'm very well, thank you. Good, yeah. good. Um, right before we go into, uh, as I said, this is the Spurs Show Facebook group have voted for their top ten strong. Bikers that they've seen. Uh, firstly, a few bits and pieces. Uh, don't forget, you can get daily stuff on our Patreon site. Go to patreon.com 
slash Spurs show for like 40 pence a week. You get daily shows, documentary series, interviews with ex-players, so go and do that. And also, very quickly, we've just been nominated by the Football Content Awards. Spurs show has been nominated for the Best Premier League Podcast, bizarrely. Uh, so if you'd like to help out and vote for us, go to footballcontentawards.com and vote for for us undo best Premier League podcast. Right, let's start. I mean, there's no real kind of news from the Tottenham training ground at the moment. Nothing much to talk about. We know the season's meant to start again uh, uh, beginning June the 17th. Um, so let's start with this uh, top 10. Before we kind of start properly, obviously, Facebook, uh, we've got about t- just over 12,000 members. Obviously, it's uh, more young people that are on Facebook than older people. Hence, there has been some glaring omissions in the top 10 that I really have to kind of um, sort of highlight, really, because uh, to me, they're scandalous. But there we go. Uh, gentlemen, we'll start with you, Pete. The first man who's, who I think finished like 12th and missed out is actually our second highest goal scorer of all time. In fairness, I never saw him play either. Uh, Bobby Smith missed out. Uh, was that surprising to you? Um, I must admit, I didn't vote for Bobby. I limited myself to players that I'd seen, but he his record stands for me alongside and betters, guys like Lineker, Klinsman. Great players they were and great strikers they were. So, yeah, I think you're right. It's the age profile of guys on Facebook who probably will be voting for the younger generation of players. Yeah, because Bobby Smith, 208 goals in 317 games. Quite incredible. Lots of England caps. Um, Brian, you were... I, uh, I saw him. Did you, did you see, see Bobby? Were there you? I, I thought so. I did see, I did see him play. Yeah. And the, um, the problem for me with... I mean, you have to judge these players within the context of the era that they live. Yeah. Um, Bobby Smith wouldn't have seen out 90 minutes in a prison game. Um, he was he was a battering ram of a centre ball. And uh, he was just liking to put the goalkeeper in the net as the ball. Hmm. It was so, a wonderful that's story. I didn't, I didn't vote for him because of that. Yeah. One yeah. wonderful story, wasn't there? Before the, was it the 91 61 Cup final? He disappeared out of the team hotel to have his knees injected mm. so that he could actually play in the game. Um, incredible dedication and incredible spirit to then play. Apparently you can find a bookie anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean, the next player that missed that came 11th. You know, one of my early heroes as a kid. Uh, again, utterly scandalous uh, and I thought of ch- I, 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 must, I did think of cheating it and putting him in but I didn't that, think that was fair Mark uh, Martin Chivers just missed out which is, is ridiculous yeah yeah, ridiculous um, I mean if I'd have seen Bobby Smith um, I would have had Bobby Smith in at number three above Chivers but but as it is you know that's the rules I've got Chivers in at number three um, mm. I, I saw him loads and loads and loads from when I was I remember him signing I remember how excited everyone was and uh and, and I've, I've met him a few times since I played with him actually at White Hart Lane and oh, he's, really? he's lovely yeah he's a lovely guy and uh yeah scandalous he's not in the top 10 but you know yeah it, I mean, it, I just, it's the younger vote yeah it is the younger vote and kind of reflected in in a lot of the top 10 so uh let's start Start the top 10. Coming in at number 10, I felt like Tony Blackburn. Coming in at number 10. It's actually a nice Exactly. Coming in at number 10, uh, a wonderful player that I hope we will see for many more years. In at number 10, Hon Min Sun came in at number 10. 220 games for Spurs so far. 83 goals so far. And uh, here's a clip of probably his greatest goal for Tottenham which certainly came in at, I think, number three or four in your top ten Tottenham goals of all time. The wonderful goal this season, bizarrely, still this season, the wonderful solo goal against Burnley. Here it is now. He'll takes towards Tarkovsky, but he's marshalled by Vertonghen. Son now. Ali to the left. Son on a mission to go alone. This is sensational! Wow! 
there you are. Uh, Brian, what's your memory of that goal? I mean, it was... It well, it, it reminded me of time, it reminded it? me of Greaves actually. Yeah, uh, because there was it had that getting the ball and just running. I mean, it, it was actually he only touches the ball about four times in the whole thing, <laughs> uh, yeah. and, it's, and it's all down to pace. I mean, Delhi makes a brilliant run out to the wing, which takes people away, and it opens the the door for for Son, who just runs at the defence, and it it was beautiful to watch and. It's one of these things that's just thrilling at the time. And what I loved most of all was his composure when he got to the end, uh, yeah. where he was able to just open his body up and slide it very nonchalantly into the corner of the net. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, Pete, is is he scored some really important goals. Obviously, great goals, that one of one at Wembley against Chelsea. But you look at the Champions League, it's kind of forgotten, actually, because of that game, the Man City away time, the Champions League, because of everything that went on afterwards. We kind of forget, especially his second goal that night, son. He has scored some really, really important goals. Yeah, very much so. I mean, the the one that struck me was in the, the in the first leg, where he yes. retrieved the ball on the sideline, just about kept it in play, um, and then cut back in and pinged it under the goalkeeper for the the one nil lead. That it was so important for us to get through in that in that game, and obviously the two goals he scored within what was it about five minutes up at City mm-hmm. put us two one up. Yeah. Also, with Sonny, you know, he scored the first goal at the new stadium, the first league goal at the yes, new stadium. Yes, Palace, Palace, yeah. It's the right. one. He put a smile on his face. That's what I like about yeah. him. And he, he will be, hoping he stays with us for a few more years, he will be a legend. Absolutely no doubt about that. He's a fantastic yeah. attitude, isn't he, the guy? Yeah. yeah. Mark, one question. Can I ask a very quick question? Yeah. Do we think that he is a striker, though? In the well, that's what I was, I was about to say. I was about to say he's the only one in this top ten who's not an out sort of, you know, a complete striker. But, you know, he, he certainly puts the goals in. Certainly. I mean, you wouldn't really call him a midfielder, though, would you? No, I mean, but, he's he's scored, but he scores the sort of goal numbers that you'd expect from a midfield player. Sort of 12, 14 a season. That's what you want from your midfield player, isn't it? Yeah, but I think that's also the way we play with Harry Kane up top. I guess but, that's true. You know, Kane doesn't play with a, another striker next to him. So I think really the goals he scored, the important goals, is not bad. What do you think, Mark? Do you think he's already a legend, Mark? Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to join Norman Giller's 100 club. Um, yeah, three, three. if we are having for three more seasons, yeah, he's scored loads more. And they just all seem to be in a spectacular fashion. I mean, even the, the I think the one header he got was against Huddersfield at Wembley from Kane's pinpoint cross when he sort of yeah. threw himself. I mean, they just, they're, they're all very stylish, you know, wonderful goals. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's him. It's lovely to see him at number 10. In at number nine, uh, 135, only 135 appearances. I thought more than that. 84 goals. Uh, we've had him on the show recently. Uh, Clive Allen came in at number nine. And although uh, we didn't win this game, let's remind ourselves of the goal that gave him his 49th goal in that 1987 season. This goal, obviously, two, three minutes in, came in at Wembley. Getting it away, but not very far. It's bottle again. Good early pressure here from Tottenham. He's turned down. He's got the cross in. Um, Clive Allen, I mean, he wasn't there that long, came into the side, got injured. We all really remember him for that one extraordinary season, which is still bizarre. We never actually won anything that season. Uh, what are your thoughts on Clive Allen? He, he was just so prolific that season. Incredible. 49 goals. Um, he was on, absolutely on fire and the team were on fire. You know, it was only the, the run of games that they had towards the end of the season that actually stymied winning the league or probably as well winning the FA Cup. Um, and he's also, um, one of the things I was looking at with, with some of the stats, he's, the, he's got the second highest rate of goals per game out of all the top 10. Really? Prolific yeah. guy. As you say, he didn't play that that long, was it two seasons, two and a half seasons? Yeah, yeah. Because he was injured as well, wasn't he, for a, for a while? Um, That's right. But it just 
prolific goal scorer in the right place at the right time, a sniff for goals. Um, incredible player. Incredible. Mm. Mark, Mark, my memories of that 87 season was not only the goals he scored, he missed a lot. He, I mean, he, he could have got probably like 69, 70-odd goals that even, season, if you remember it. Even more, yes. And I, I've actually put him... I've actually got him in at num- number four purely for that season. No one's yeah. anywhere near him. Wow, mm. that's wow. interesting. Brian, what are you, what are your feelings on him? I I mean, I'm, it's one season. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Venables talking about Clive Allen saying he only had something like size seven feet, but he just threw every ounce of his weight behind every every shot that he made. You know, and he yeah. had this talent. I mean, I I don't think I had him even in my top ten. Okay. Right. I, don't, I, I just don't think one season's enough. Yeah. Unless well, you're unless you're Jurgen Klinsmann and you thrill the people so in, in, in so many other ways. Yeah. Cheers, whoever's opening a can there. That was me, <laughs> sorry. Uh, unbelievable. Me. It's the magic of doing it online. <laughs> uh, coming in at number eight, uh, a player I absolutely adored at the club. I was very upset to see him go. I think uh, I hope he would have stayed at Spurs, but there we are. Uh, wonderful player. 102 games for Spurs, uh, 46 goals. It was Didier Berbatov. Um, and let's remind us of some of his goals now. Darling. Berbatov. Your thoughts on Berbatov? Oh, he was such a, a silky guy. One, one of the one of the um, strikers that I voted for was Alan Gilzine. Yes, with uh, so many goals, hundred and seventy-three goals for the club. So, being of my generation, he would have got. Well, he did get my vote, but I did vote for Berbatov as well because there was so much about Berbatov that reminded me of Gilzine. You know. Mm. I think the younger generation will remember Gilly being a brilliant header of the ball. But he was also similar to Berbatov in that he had a very languid style. He was excellent on the ball. He had a good shot as well. But uh, my best memory of Berbatov, he scored four goals in the game against Reading. That's Uh, right. It was just after Christmas, maybe. um, Was that the 7-4 game, was it? Yeah, 6-4, I think it was. 7-4. And he was... He, he was just on fire that day, but he he never really seemed to expend that much energy in what he was doing. But again, he's one of these strikers who manages to get in the right place at the right time, mm. but could also score goals outside the box as well as inside the box. Yeah, Brian, I mean, Dimitar, I think I, think I called him oh. Diddy earlier. Dimitar, he had... Um, just the best first he, touch. He, he had such a languid style, didn't he? His first... Totally. Bringing the ball down, the ball was coming high down his first touch killing the ball dead was beautiful I, for for a season and a half he was the best striker in europe and his mm. first touch was just something that if you played football at any level you'd just gasp at some of the some of his control what was that game there was a game when robbie king got sent off for handling the ball on the line and berbatov was furious about it and just took over and you were talking about his attitude when in the, that game where he scored four. He just went set about the alternative, the opposition defence. I can't remember who it was against, but he mm. was absolutely astonishing to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Mark, your thoughts on yeah, loved him. I'm with Pete on his his uh, resemblance to Gilzine. Um, they were both sort of crafty, I, I think. Um, the game away to West Ham, um, when with yeah. he, he stepped up to the free kick, and you just knew he was going to put it over the wall. In it was, it was just fantastic. No, I loved yeah. him, loved him, very stylish. I was yeah, very sad to see him go. Yes, I think I think we all were. I know, we kind of again, it kind of ended badly with him wanting to go and the usual protracted lead leaving and leaving trying to get the most money for him but yeah um, i would like to have seen him at spurs for a couple more years well, well look, before we go uh carry on let's just uh have 
a very short break. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. And we're back for the break. We've already done our 10, 9 and 8. And at number 7, uh, again, another player that left the club, came back, uh, an absolute Rolls-Royce of a player, 124 goals for Tottenham in 277 games. Still looks the same age now as he did playing in his pomp. Teddy Sheringham came in at number seven. Pete, were you a, were you a Teddy fan? Yeah, very much so. Um, again, one of those guys who seemed to have so much time on the ball, he was aware of what was going on around him. He brought other players into it as well as scoring some really, really cracking goals. Um, we all remember, the one that I remember was the corner kick routine. Mm. You know, the, the corner curled into him, he drew away from the goal. Marker thought, oh, he's all right, he's not going to be any danger to me out there. The ball lands on his foot, bang, it's in the goal. You know? Yeah, so I just actually forgot, I just forgot to run the clip. So let's, uh, let's hear some of his goals now. I was looking for Klinsmann. He's got two defenders, he's Sheringham. Oh, what a goal! What a reply by Tottenham and Teddy Sheringham. Right on half-time, they're back in it. Jürgen Klinsmann supplied the pass, but what a marvellous finish with the inside of the foot by Teddy Sheringham. Great technical skill, Klinsmann, great awareness, and just look at the way he picked his spot, right in the angle. Uh, Mark, your your feelings on Teddy? Yeah, yeah, again, very sad to see him go, but it's this case of they want to go and win trophies, and and yeah, I know we sort of <laughs> taunted him when he when he played against us, you know, that he hadn't won anything yet at Man yeah. U when he came, but then he went and won won the treble with them that year, you, you know. I remember, that, came back, I remember he came back to White Hart Lane. He scored against us uh, in yeah. that ninety nine season. Didn't he Mexico. miss a he missed a penalty? When he came back, he did, Brian. Oh, yeah. did he? He did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he took a penalty in the man you Yeah, whether it was deliberate or not, I don't know. Yeah, we all, we all thought he, <laughs> they, they, they were charging you after you're really in Tottenham, you know. Uh, oh, right. I, I couldn't remember that. I, don't, I know he certainly came back uh, after they beat us 2 0 around Christmas time. Um, Brian, he, he was a wonderful player. Again, not much pace for a striker. Well, you see, the thing is, somebody somebody told me that they thought of him as Gilzine with legs. And and for me, he was much more like Gilzine than than Berbatov, you know, because he had all that deftness and all of that sort of thing. He had very little pace, which I think Gilzine shared with him. But he was, you know, he was such an intelligent player that whoever was playing up with him, he was just able to, uh, you know, adjust to the game. When Klinsmann came... He, he dropped off and let Klinsman take the, the number nine shirt, as it were. And he yeah. played in, in the hole right behind him. And my goodness, what a what a great partnership it was. It's so, it so bright. Such a bright guy. Yeah. And then, and then number six, uh, again, not, not there that long, really. 138 games for Spurs, 80 goals. Uh, your vote at number six. Gary Lineker, and let's, because uh, we never get tired of this, let's listen again to his two goals against the scum in the 91 FA Cup semi-final. <laughs> Alan was onside, plenty forward. Mavet trying to get there, Smith, it's gone in. Lineker got the final touch. Alan Smith was back, was back in his own six-yard area. But that was the flick that did it. There. Put Alan away. 
Smith was back. Lineker with a little stop toe. Slight hesitancy. Good tackle by Edinburgh. Mavitz fed it well. Naeem to the left. Samway's ahead. And Lineker uses him by not using him. Good try, score! And David Seaman will be very disappointed about that. It seemed to go through his fingers. Good break by Tottenham. Very, very good running by Samways that helped the opening. But I don't think David Seaman will be too happy. Look at the run he makes. And that gives a bit of space to Lineker to his right. But the shot seemed to go through the fingers. Pete, Gary Lineker obviously came in uh, beginning of the 1989 90 season when Terry Venables was there. I remember it took him um, took about five games to score, uh, yeah. and then he I remember he scored a goal against Norwich away, and then scored a hat trick in his next week. Uh, we beat QPR three two, and pretty much scored sort of every other uh, game after that. Again, in, incredible record, you know, for the what's it three three seasons he was with us. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, for me, it was a bit of a blank era the that period in the 90s um when i was working away but um he i i didn't actually vote for him because i i saw very little of him you know i'd, yeah. I'd put crooks and archibald in front of him um yeah. because of what they achieved as a strike force and a, a you know a dual partnership you know but yeah. um he Again, he was one of those guys who didn't do a great deal around the rest of the pitch. He'd do a lot of sitting on the defender's shoulder and doing that turn and beating the offside trap and then being through, which he was so good at for Tottenham and for his other clubs that he played for and also for England as well. Yeah, absolutely. Brian, were you a fan of Lineker? Massive fan of his. I think what I loved about it, I think that great players always have a way of finding space where there is none. And Lineker's movement in the box was like nobody I've ever seen. He would drag a defender away and then suddenly he'd disappear and, and he'd be knocking in. He'd only be a side foot or something like that. But the fact that he was always in Johnny on the spot was not an accident. Yeah, absolutely. Mark, your memories of him. When his first season, he got 24 goals. Following season, he was quite injured a bit. Uh, and he ended yeah. up 15. In his third season, he scored another 28 goals. These are league goals as well. So, yeah, I mean, his yeah. record speaks for itself, really. I mean, it was a coup, you know, him coming from, from um, Barcelona with with the Venables connection, I guess. Um, no, no, loved him. And, and um, yeah, the, 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 the semi-final at Wembley uh, puts him in a, you know, legendary status. Mm. Um I'd actually, I had him in at number five, so I wasn't far off. Uh-huh. I had, I had a, a Lineker at five and Sheringham at six. So I was quite on the yeah. ball there. But Not I think bad for 1.1 1. 1 million. Is, huh? Not bad for 1.1 million. No, wow. no, no. <laughs> I think what we're seeing, though, is... is um, in the style of Tottenham, we're not appreciating hard workers... Uh, and and pace we're, we're looking at stylish laid back disappears in and out the game pops up and that just seems to be th- this is running right through this list mm. no it's very very true very true um in at number five uh again you know you forget how long uh th- 306 games for spurs 122 goals he was there from 2002 to eight Famously then disappeared to Liverpool, didn't work out there, came back, played with us for a couple more years. In at number five, Robbie Keane. And here's a clip of one of my favourite performances for Robbie. In 2003, we played Everton at home. We beat them 4-3 and Robbie Keane scored a wonderful hat-trick. Here are the goals now. Foyer. Anderson. And onside. What a chance here for Keane. He's taken it. Spurs are in front and you can see what it means to Robbie Keane Everton looked forlornly for a flag but it wasn't forthcoming Keane was living on the edge but he was onside and as soon as he took that ball he kind of knew what was going to happen next 
took out the linesman then. Stephen Carr made a bold attempt to get to it. <laughs> Nigel Bannister, it is with the flag. He didn't want to get in the way of them two, did you? It's Keane. And Spurs are in front again. And it's Robbie Keane again. A feeling of deja vu as Keane celebrates. And this topsy-turvy tussle takes another tantalising twist. Robbie Keane saw a glimpse of goal and all he needed was that glimpse. Into the bottom corner it goes. It's Spurs three, Everton two. Richard Wright injured his knee in the warm-up. And Bordson found himself back on the big stage and back at White Hart Lane of all places. All mistake from Stubbs and Robbie Keane burst towards goal. He has done it! Hat-trick hero and superhero for Tottenham Hotspur. The Spurs fans simply adore him but it was a mistake from Alan Stubbs that let him in Pete, uh, your thoughts on Robbie Keane I love the guy um, This, I was talk, talking with my wife before doing this and she said I was at, do you remember the game that we went to my wife's been to very few but she was there for the game against I think it was against Birmingham where the goalkeeper had the ball at his feet. <laughs> Pino had been sneaking behind him on the goal line, ran oh, around, yes, nicked yes. the ball off him and scored the goal. <laughs> and I've never seen such a cheeky goal, you know. So I will always remember Keno for that. Remember these cartwheel celebrations. Um, and that guy, I don't know if you remember that game against Chelsea that we drew four all where he scored the mm-hmm. equaliser, cut him from oh, the yeah. right. Oh, curled yeah. it in the top corner. And talking about Berbatov, he got through, I think, a minute later with an open goal and missed it. We could have won yeah. five. Yeah. But he scores some incredible goals. He's a real workhorse. And when you're playing for your boyhood club, why wouldn't you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Brian, were you a Robbie fan? Of course. I mean, he was just cheeky. I mean, it, I think that cartwheel was just about the lamest celebration in Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. It was kind of neither one thing nor the other. And he didn't quite have the guts to do the backward flip afterwards. But uh, yeah. the but the goals he got, they were, they, a lot of them were massively skillful, massive. And as you say, he had that sort of cheek and thing that he's, he was an entertainer. Uh, and that's what we've always loved at Tottenham. Yeah. And Mark, I think also he, he worked very hard for the team. I mean, we've talked about certain players. Players there that maybe wouldn't move yeah. out of the penalty box. But in fairness to Keane, he did sort of get back and try and get stuck in and yeah, win the he, ball and, and build the game up a bit again. He was involved in everything. He'd take over a free kick, he'd be in the referee's face, he'd be discussing decisions with him. I mean, a hundred percent total commitment and involvement. And and yeah, pro- probably the hardest working player we've had in the list yet. Mm, absolutely. Uh, and then at number four, and I think a lot of people would have, you know, interchanged these two numbers. Incredible 383 games for Spurs. So I can tell you now in the top 10 list, he played the most for Tottenham, 143 goals. Again, a player that was there 2004 to 2008, and then off bizarre move when he went to Portsmouth, came back. And I say to this day, we didn't play him enough in his last couple of years, sort of sat on the bench for quite a lot. Jermaine Defoe at number four. Uh, let's remind us of that extraordinary match uh, against Wigan 9-1, where Defoe scored five goals. He's got time and space. Defoe! 2-0 to Spurs. Aaron Lennon, the architect, yet again. And Jermaine Defoe with his eighth of the season. Looking for Defoe. Oh, it's managed to squirm its way through. Defoe again! Magnificent goal from Jermaine Defoe. Toluca for Lennon. Defoe! Hat-trick! What a quick fire treble from Jermaine Defoe in the space.
space of just six minutes. More danger here. Lennon wants to go himself. Oh, he deserves that. What a game he's had, Aaron Lennon. Spurs five, Wigan one. And that's looking for Defoe again. He could be in again. He is. It's a fourth goal for Jermaine Defoe. And a sixth goal for Spurs. They're running riot here. Poor touch. The foe's in here. Can he finish it again? Oh, you bet he can. He's got five. Pete, uh, Jermaine Defoe, your big fan? Uh, oh, definitely. He he was one of those guys when he got the ball on the edge of the box, you knew he was going to shoot. And mm. 75% of the time, he was going to score. He, he just had a knack. He, he didn't rely on power, but he relied on placement. The number of goals that he scored, certainly in that Wigan game, but also in other games, where the ball went along the turf into the far corner across the goalkeeper. Absolute genius. He must have worked on that so hard. And considering he played at the same time and within the same team as Keno and Berbatov, it's amazing that he got so many games in and scored so many goals as well. Absolutely. Mark, I mean, he was... As Pete said, I mean, you always kind of he was always looking for the shot, always looking for it. His one-on-ones against the keepers were pretty good. I don't remember him missing that many sitters. I'm sure he did, but he was just he was just. Um, there was obviously that famous goal in the um, five-four defeat against Arsenal at White Hart Lane, when he shuffled the ball between both feet. Uh, both feet and a wonderful shot into the uh, top corner. He had had everything, didn't he, up front? He had everything. His ability to cut in from wing positions. Yes. I remember home home to West Ham. Mm-hmm. Um, he cut in from the wing, probably 30, 40 yards out. I mean, fabulous goal. And and I remember, I, I, I think last game of the season against Man City, Man City we may have been losing, yeah. and then came back. And he was just magnificent in in, in mm. the second half. Yeah, no, fabulous, and and yeah. really, really worthy number four. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I, I, I thought it was a shame that um, when he came back the second time, pretty much it was sort of under Martin Yol for the most of it. And also, Sherwood, he kind of sat on the bench a lot. And I remember at times we were screaming for him to come on because you knew he might nick a goal. And there were some key games there. For some reason, managers didn't fancy him to start a game or even bring him on, Pete. Do you remember that sort of period? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if he was suffering through injury, whether you know, the managers felt that he couldn't make 90 minutes or wasn't prepared to start him and he was better off the bench. I, I, I never understood the reason for that. I'm with, with you on that one. I know, Berbatov, yeah. I know Berbatov preferred to play with Keane rather than Defoe. Mm. Right, might have been yeah. the reason that, then, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think Jermaine was certainly a more selfish player. I think he did less sort of teamwork. He was just a out-and-out goal scorer and, and fantastic at it. And you're right, his placement into the corners of the net was always absolutely... I, I love watching Defoe. He's explosive, uh, well, a wonderful player. You have a reason as well. I mean, he's a fairly short guy, you know. I'm not mm. the world's giant. I bumped into him once and had a chat with him, and I was surprised how short and stocky he was. Um, so if you're chasing a game and you're looking for height and you're looking to pump the ball in, he's going to be the guy. If you've got Berbatov in there, who you can lay the ball up to and you know he to folk and pick the pieces up. Fair enough. But if you're playing alongside Keno, it's not going to work. You know? mm, absolutely. Well, before we go to our top three, uh, just to let people know, on Friday we've got a very special show with Darren Anderton. Uh, so look out for that on Friday. For those of you who are on patreon.com slash Spursha, again, there'll be extra content there. And next week, uh, Theo Delaney will be doing our normal weekly show. And again, next Friday week, we've got a very special show looking at the weird tenure of Christian Gross. And I'll be doing that. I'll be doing that with Ramon Vega. Ramon Vega will be discussing... That extraordinary few, well, uh, obviously brief time with uh, with Christian Gross. I mean, we're talking about dark days of Spurs. Now, that was really the weirdest, weirdest season. Uh, and talking of which, the man who came back 
that season to help us is your number three. Incredibly at the top 10 list, the least amount of games, the least amount of goals, and yet it was explosive and everyone who saw him will never forget him. In at number three, Jurgen Klinsmann. And let's remind you of that wonderful debut against Sheffield Wednesday now. Here's Anderton with the cross. Klinsmann's free! And he's marked his debut with a goal! Jürgen Klinsmann does it! <laughs> well, they joke about the diving. That one is perfectly legitimate. And so too was this header. Pulled away from Walker. And it was a terrific finish. Pete, Jürgen Klinsmann. I mean, everyone remembers that moment when Ozzy and Ricky he signed. To me, Jürgen was up there when we heard that Jürgen Klinsmann was coming to Spurs. Yeah, it was so incredible, wasn't it? You know, it's a, a world superstar of football, you know, joining my little club. And what I love about him was, you know, the, you know everybody says the Germans don't have a sense of humour. They plotted that dive. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he'd said to Teddy, I think it was, you know, if, if I score first... We're going to do the dive. We can get everybody to join. Everybody joined it. Absolutely incredible. And then was it the following midweek game against Everton? I think Everton. Well, Everton. Everton. Correct. Where yeah. Everton. He did that scissor yeah. kick. Correct. Absolutely incredible goal. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, it was. It was amazing. It was a shame, really, Brian, because. That season we joined 94-95, we oh. mentioned there was the Sheffield Wednesday, Everton. It was the famous five up front. Aussie was still there. That I remember going defend, to sadly. Well, I remember going to Portman Road early in the season uh against Ipswich. We were three 0 up. Kids yeah. scored two and Dumitrescu. We were tremendous. And then we just sort of started losing silly games and defensively we couldn't hold out. We lost at Man City 5-2. Villa we lost uh, we lost at home 4-3. There was just some bizarre games, and well, then, obviously, then obviously in November, Aussie was gone, and 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 Jerry Francis came in. I, I remember that a, a, an attack would break down on the edge of the of the of the opponent's area, and they would be able to advance on our goal almost to almost to the edge of our box, unimpeded, yeah. and it over and over again. It, it was this all or nothing approach. It was just it's horrible. It really mm. was. But can and I put it in context, by the way? Yeah. We, we, we bought Klinsman for £2 million. Wow. I, had a, I had a quick look in the book about this. Um, in 1960, 1994, rather, £2 million quid would have bought you 40% of Chris Sutton, 67% of John Scales, and 90, 91%, wow. of, Pitts, 91% of Paul Pitson. Wow. <laughs> so if you want to talk about bargains, I, I got the door. I was in Amsterdam when I heard the news. My son. And we yeah. just looked, it was on BBC, we just looked at each other and we went, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, that was when Tottenham went out and really still got in the, the big, big players. Probably, you know, I mean, a lot was said rightly uh, about the time under Alan Sugar. That was, I think, the one bit of genius masterstroke I think he ever pulled off at the club. And Mark, you know, again, we kind of forget when he came back, uh, Jerry Francis, who took over, was, was sacked in the 97-98 season. Christian Gross came in. And with a few games to go, we were in big, big trouble of going down. We ended up um, finishing a bit further up, but we finished four points off the bottom three. And even then, uh, I remember us all going to Wimbledon. Wimbledon, uh, yeah. Must-win game. Yeah. We won 6-2 and he scored four. Yeah. I mean, it was just, just an extraordinary player. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, he he was unbelievable signing, but but um, you know I think he's going to be upset that he's not one of our Tottenham World Cup Golden Boot winners. We got Lineker and Kane in there, and Glinsman didn't make it, did he? Um, so for that reason, I put him a bit down lower down the list. But yeah, was he was he a mercenary though? I mean, I think there's a difference between the greatest Tottenham striker and the greatest striker that's ever worn a Tottenham shirt. Um, I don't know any. I don't know any Tottenham striker that worked harder than Klinsmann. No, he really did. He really did, didn't he? He, he was. It was a poor team. It was a poor team he was in, uh, yeah. and um, yeah, he he rescued us. He rescued us. 
It was well, such a shame. You say about poor team, but obviously, you know, there was that under Francis. The you know, we went to Anfield. Him was sharing him two one in the fifth oh. in the fifth round. Yeah, uh, it was just brilliant. You know, then that awful Everton semi final, Ellen Road, that we all thought we were absolutely going to win this. You yeah. couldn't see another yeah. result. And again, that was another great Tottenham season where we ended up with absolutely nothing. That game was high up in the worst moments, wasn't it, yeah. Mike, in the show the other Absolutely. week? Absolutely, it was. It yeah. was, yeah. And Klinsmann made the mistake of asking Sugar what his plans were for the next season. Mm. And, and Sugar said, it's none of your business. <laughs> and, and what the hell? He's got the best striker in, the, in Europe, and he's talking to him like that, you know. Mm. Well, I'm, not surprised you, I'm not surprised you went to Bayern. No, no class. Do you remember he rolled a shirt up, gave it the old Carlos kick a ball? I, I, I wouldn't clean my, my clean my car. Uh, yeah, I yeah, wash yeah. my car with it and screwed it. I mean, but that, just but that just went horribly wrong because he he the, the the deal was done on Sugar's yacht. Apparently, wasn't yeah, it? It was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. Now, yeah. on a social level at one time, and and for it to turn that sour is is uh, not great. And, mm. Absolutely. Well, look, let's move on now with your top two. Probably no surprise in this top two. These two were way out ahead in your votes. Um, and we talked about sort of, you know, younger fans and all that. It wasn't that close. Number one was streets ahead. But in at number two, currently 175 goals for Spurs, 269 games for Tottenham. Uh, he's one of our... Harry Kane came in number two, and here's uh, here's some of his goals now. Rose, Kane, easing away from Oscar. Harry Kane, oh, what a goal! One of their own. A Harry Kane hurricane. He likes a shot. Tottenham one, Chelsea one. Well, it was a self-made goal, came in superbly. You would have thought that his chance had deserted him. But he's so good at hitting those shots back across the goalkeeper. Davis again, Stephen Davis this time, but he's lost out. Oh, good tackle, classy. Oof. And by Ali, who is cleaned out there. Kane, past Van Dyke. can Harry Kane finish here? Oh, you bet he can! On his 100th appearance for Spurs, he scores against Southampton for the first time in his career, and it was all of his own making. A really cool finish, and it's very good refereeing from Kevin Friend, who, who could have given up a free kick to Tottenham in the build-up. I have to say, I think Vir Virgil van Dijk has to do much better as last defender here. Kevin Friend allows play to go on here. Really good decision. Van Dyke is very, very poor when he challenges Harry Kane. And once Kane is in, he's got time to get his head up, have a look for the goalkeeper, have a look at the right-hand post, and he simply passes that into the net. Kane chasing it. That's nice. Here's Kane. Goes for it. Oh, yes! Oh, yes! Harry Kane! That is absolutely sensational! He got the winner here last season, and look what that goal means to him now. That was a goal of the highest calibre. 20 up for the season for Harry Kane. Incredible scenes here at White Hart Lane. And again, it's come courtesy of Harry Kane. He didn't give it up. He put Mertesacker under pressure. Great back heel from Deli Alley. And from the acutest of angles, he picked his spot at the far post. And it flew in with Ospina beaten. All ends up. He looked up. He went for it. And boy, oh boy, did he find it. Terrific stuff. Terrific moments. Terrific atmosphere as Tottenham Hotspur lead Arsenal by two goals to one. 
Pete, obviously, probably a no-brainer that Harry came in number two. Is that right? Um, for me, definitely a number two. But I, I can see, you know, if Harry stays with us for another season or two, that he will be everybody's number one striker. Highest goals per game. His record has been absolutely brilliant. Probably second best goalkeeper we've ever had as well. Remember that second goal he scored against Arsenal when the lane absolutely went berserk when he cut him from the left wing, curled it into the top corner. Absolute genius. Left foot, right foot, inside the box, outside the box, headers. Mm -hmm. He's just everything and he works so hard at his game as well. And such a lovely bloke. We we say that about most of these guys, but he is a genuine diamond. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and again, I mean, the wonderful thing I think Harry Kane is we are all, we've all seen his progression. We all saw him. I was at the game. It was Hearts away in the Europa League qualifying one of his first games. I think he missed a penalty there or something like that. And, you know, we saw him start scoring in the Europa, Europa League. The fans were telling um, AVB and Sherwood or whatever to, to play and play him. And we've seen him blossom into one of the greatest strikers in the world currently. One thing against him, one could argue, was sadly his injuries, which yeah. has certainly held him up. He's, uh, I think he's 91 goals behind Jimmy Greaves. At one stage, we thought, oh, we can catch up. I think he'd probably have to stay at the club another four years. He's 26 now. So I think the chances of him beating Greaves his record now are possibly diminishing. Brian, what are your thoughts on Harry? I think Harry, for me, is just the ultimate technician. Uh, there is no weakness in his game. Um, I mean, in fact, there wasn't a weakness in, in Chivers' game because he had two great feet and could head a ball as well. But uh, it's, it, as you say, he, he gives a lot to the team, the stuff that he does outside the box as well. I mean, as I say, ah, no, love, love the player, difficult not to. Um, mm. I don't think even if he overtook Greavesy, even if he doubled Greavesy's score, I don't think he'd ever displace him in terms of perfection. I still think Greavesy would always be going to number one because he doesn't, and this is going to be controversial, Kane, apart from that Arsenal goal, doesn't thrill the crowd the way Greavesy used to. Very mm. few people do. That's but, interesting. Uh, well, he, he's, a, he's a fantastic goal scorer. I mean, I'm not surprised that he's, I mean, his goal, his rate of goals like, a goal every other game, something like that, mm, mm. Uh, which is which is what you really expect of the very very top strike. God knows what he'd be worth if there was still money in the world football these days. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> Mark. I mean, um, do you sort of fear for him with these injuries? He's had a lot of the same injuries. He's had the ankle injury, sorry, the hamstring injury. Are you slightly I, fearful that we might well, have seen his better days? What it's going I think if he hadn't have had the injuries, they may be he could have caught Jimmy Greaves as all-time goal scorer. But but um, as you say, he's. I doubt if he's going to be here another four seasons um, to do that. I think he's a better all-round footballer than Jimmy Greaves. But this yeah. vote is about best yeah. striker, and yeah. and for me, I saw I was lucky enough to see um, Jimmy loads <laughs> um yeah un untouchable but but um but we we've we've all been blessed with with seeing um harry kane from the very very start we've all been absolutely you know and if he if he if he gets a, if he moves on and he goes to madrid he could possibly become you know in the top five of world footballers ever um, and, we, and we've witnessed this, and, it, and it's been fantastic. Obviously, I've had three beers now, but um, I'm getting a bit emotional. <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I, I actually owe Harry Kane a, a word of apology because when he first started to break into the team, I was still seething over the fact that we hadn't bought a centre forward since Berbatov. Mm. And uh, I, a friend of mine, I said, what the hell are we going to do? And he said, well, he's always Harry Kane. And I said, and I quote, <laughs> if Harry Kane's the future of Tottenham, then God help us all. Well, and well, shows how much I bloody know. I think we're all a bit guilty of that. Yeah. yeah I mean, even, even the coaching staff, I mean, I mean, they say now all we knew is a good player, but, uh, you know, I, I, I just think his, as you said, the work he's put in on the training group, Around. the dedication the consummate professional he's made himself that good yeah. uh, obviously the talent's always within you 
but you're right. The, the work he is, you know, such a modern footballer in, in, in so many respects. It's uh, it's lovely to see him at number two. And then yeah. finally, obviously, we've already mentioned him there. Number one, 266 goals for Tottenham in 379 games. An incredible. Um, your choice, uh, Spurs show listener, was the great Jimmy Greaves. Let, let's remind you of some of his goals now. to Pierce again. Low and hard Greaves! Oh, what a goal by Greaves! Spurs, much time. They want to get one before half time. There's Greaves and Greaves. Mullery for Spurs. Greaves. Beautiful play. Uh, gentlemen, obviously, I was too young to see Jimmy uh, Greaves left Tottenham in 70. I started going to Tottenham 72, 73. So I never I never saw him. But again, he was my number one from the things I've seen and the people I know who have seen him. If there's one Tottenham player that everyone talks about with such affection and love, and I know there's Harry Kane and Dave McKay and Hoddle and Ardeen. There's certain players that you wax lyrical about, but the one that keeps coming up, people sort of go dewy-eyed when they reminisce about him, is Jimmy Greaves. Pete, what are your thoughts on him? He was he my hero when I was a kid growing up. I was old enough to be able to see him play, but I can remember watching the 62 Cup final on telly and I wanted to be Jimmy Greaves. I was Jimmy Greaves in the playground. I just hung around the goal and stuck the ball away. Um, I was never any good, but it was what I wanted to be. Um, he scored the winner in the very first game I ever saw at White Hart Lane in 1969. I saw his last game at Tottenham at Palace in the Cup. Um, I saw the last goal he scored for Tottenham. I saw him play for West Ham at Tottenham. He, so much of it now, I think, is tied up with emotion. He's still my number one by a mile, but the BT documentary that recently screened, and hopefully you know, fans will have been able to have a chance to see that. There's so much brilliant footage of some of the goals that he scored, not only for, for us, but for Chelsea as well. And also on the day that um, when we sold him, because we swapped him with Martin Peters, so yeah. I was yeah. at Lane, we lost 2-1 to Coventry. Peters scored for us. Nice header, typical Martin Peters header. Greavesy, with all his mates and Bobby Moore and the drinking club down at West Ham, went up the Man City on a bog of a pitch. And he scored two goals, I think it was, maybe yeah. three. I just thought, who's got the best deal here? As it subsequently <laughs> turned out, we did, but uh, fair enough. But he, I, I think it is partly the emotion. You know, I've met him subsequently and spoken to him about his, his life and his love. I say love of football, his love of scoring goals. He wasn't that enamoured with football. Mm. You know, he, he, he saw it as a game and, and played the game to the best of his ability. 
Mm. Yeah, the lo- lovely thoughts there. Brian, I know that he's always been your hero. Always. Uh, give us your thoughts on, on, on Jimmy Greaves. Um, I think if you ask any football fan, I mean, that I, I could even take that outside Spurs. Any any football fan of our generation who their favourite striker was, is, I think you'll find that Greaves not only is off the chart in terms of Spurs, but most other clubs in the country. Um, I think he was he was a magician for me. Um, the fact that they only used to show like one and a half games of football a week on match of the day or the big match is the reason why we haven't got a thousand goals of Greaves to watch. Mm. Uh, and there was anybody who was at Spurs when we played Leicester will remember the goal he scored that day because it's etched in everybody's brain. There wasn't a camera in the place. Mm. And it was just a, a, an extraordinary thing. I mean, he was the messy of his day, I would say. And mm. people like that come along once in a generation, if you're lucky. Yeah. No, lovely thought. I consider myself very fortunate and privileged to have seen, seen the man at work. Mark, your, your thoughts on Jimmy? Yeah, I've got many memories. I uh, didn't see didn't see the Leicester goal, um, but apparently it was very similar to the Man United goal when he went round five mm. of them. But I did see the Newcastle goal at home when he picked it up, probably on the halfway line, went past a couple and did the same sort of thing. Um, no, miles, miles out ahead. And not just as a footballer, you know, his, his career, the, t- the TV uh, career he had after the nation adored him the nation apart from football adored him mm, no absolutely and um i mean i mean you mentioned there brian liking him to messi was there any other players strikers i'm off the top of my head i'm thinking of that era dennis law bobby charlton would get anywhere near to him not really not in my book but i mean there were don't forget every club in those days had a uh, a great player uh, really, at least at least one, and you'd, you'd know you'd be able to reel off the players. I couldn't name you half the football footballers that play for the clubs these days because it looks like a Scrabble board. Mm. I mean, Pete, you mentioned there that you met him. We were very very lucky on the Spurs shows to have him on a live show, which, funny enough, is on the documentary, the BT Sports documentary you, you mentioned. I mean, he kind of, I mean, again, to see kind of grow, it was like Beatlemania when he came in. To see sort of grown middle-aged men blubbing away as, as they met him was is extraordinary. I think that's what he meant to so many people, and, and so many people of a certain age's memories and their life probably revolves around goals that he has he scored. Yeah, and such an unassuming man as well. You know, mm-hmm. sort of um, not overly outgoing and gushing. He had this persona, you know, I think Brian mentioned, you know, his TV career when he was on Good Morning TV, um, but also on some of the, I can't remember which one, one of the World Cups or a couple of the World mm. Cups. And obviously with Saint and Greavesy as well. And he spoke his mind, you know, he, he put it across to people. And I think that's why people, the general public enjoyed him so much as well, because he was so honest in what he said, you know, he called a spade a spade if necessary. Mm. I met him at the age of 12 because mm-hmm. I went down to the Hendon Hall Hotel to try and get my uh, book about the Spurs double team signed by the double team. And I went and stood by the bus in the Hendon Hall Hotel. And as the players came out, they signed my book. And Greavesy went to sign it, and I pulled the book away and said, no, you can't sign it. You weren't in the double team. <laughs> <laughs> and it got a good laugh amongst the others. I didn't know why they were laughing. <laughs> oh, dear, you idiot. Yeah, it's all right. I've got, I've, got Greavesy's, I've got Greavesy's autograph on everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Well, look, that's your number one uh, lovely memories there. I, I, I think we all totally agree with... Uh, with maybe not some of the top ten there. I mean, obviously, you mentioned Chivers, uh, Bobby Smith. You mentioned there uh, Pete Crooks and Archibald gave me immense pleasure as well. That was more my era, but uh, still a, 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 a pretty good list. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much, uh, Pete, Mark, Brian, for your recollections this evening. Uh, we'll be back on Friday with a special show with Darren Anderson, uh, still the most appearances 
in the Premier League for Tottenham Hotspur, bizarrely, Darren Anderson, mm. another great servant, could have gone to United, Liverpool, other big clubs, very, very loyal player, uh, and we'll be in conversation with him on Friday. Uh, until then, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to go to um, footballcontentawards.com if you'd like to nominate us for the best Premier League podcast. Until the next time, thanks, gentlemen, and come on, you Spurs. Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now? and is available wherever you got this podcast. You're going to lose a number of people to the flu. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.